Welcome back to the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast. We are so excited to have Todd Berlin and Aaron Haupt, the general manager and the director of events of Suburban Motors Harley-Davidson, back on the podcast today to talk all about the upcoming Harley-Davidson 120th homecoming rally in Milwaukee. Also on this episode, listen to a case result reading about our client who received a $250,000 settlement after being rear-ended by a truck. Stay tuned for all of this and more here on this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. Okay, we are back again at the podcast, the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast, and you know a guest must be good if they are actually here for the second time. And Todd, you are the only guest we've had back twice, and I am so happy that you are here. Todd Berlin, the general manager of Suburban Motors, Harley-Davidson, and Aaron Haupt, the um, uh, events coordinator. Aaron, is that what I call you here today? Yep, that covers it. (laughs) So I've got two of these heavy hitters from Suburban joining me today to talk about the great dealership Suburban and also this upcoming event we have with the Harley 120th. So thank you both for being here. I'm so grateful that you took time out of your busy schedules to join me here. Thanks. Uh, Pretty uh, stoked to be like the first second timer. And I never was that smart. I sat in the back in high school and, you know, I'm not even getting paid. Yeah, exactly. What's going on, Aaron, huh? You're you're the only guest I've had for free, so we figure why <laughs> not bring, bring him no, back no, a second good. time. No, it's no. all good. I appreciate it. You and, know, I, it, and I, brought, I brought Aaron. He's the events coordinator at Suburban. He's, you know, puts everything together on that marketing side and social media side and, you know, whatever events we have going. But a little factoid of it is... Um, his grandpa is the one who hired me. His grandpa was Wayne and uh, was the owner of Suburban. And now his grandmother, Joan, is the owner since Wayne has passed on. But, you know, I treat Aaron like a dog half the time anyways. You know, he gets zero <laughs> special treatment from me and he knows it. But, you know, I don't have to yell at him too much. Well, Aaron, I can say I've met your grandparents. Great, great, great people. And obviously Suburban, a great dealership. So it's an honor for me to have you here today to talk about the 120th and talk about Suburban. But Todd, let's start with you. Our listeners know who you are. We've had you on here before, but how long have you been at Suburban? And just tell us generally, you're overseeing all the daily duties. Let's talk about Suburban and how great things are going there. I've been with Suburban about 17 years. Um, You know, the unique thing is a kid growing up in Ozaki, I used to pedal my bike up to the original Suburban um, in Grafton, which was also a car dealer. And obviously I came from the automobile side. That's why Wayne and I click so well together. We both came from, you know, uh, humble beginnings and, you know, he gave me every opportunity to uh, excel and to grow at Suburban. And, um, you know, with a lot of things happening, um, I ended up in the general manager role, um, was definitely supposed to run the company from the beginning, but to do it with his, his two sons and one passed on, but, you know, Aaron's dad, Joe is there. So, Joe and I are, you know, run pretty much the day-to-day operations, and I also oversee pretty much their entire uh, business prof- uh, portfolio, which also includes some restaurants, some uh, office buildings. Pretty much, Wayne has a little bit of everything, and you know, it is an honor for me to to uh, have been given that duty. Also, they could have gone outside and found people more qualified, but that wasn't how Wayne did it. He let people grow and. He yeah. gave us that opportunity. I'm super thankful. You know, I'm not getting any younger, but I truly do still love it. And, you know, my new thing is the restaurant side. You know, we also own a restaurant up in Cedarburg, Wayne's named after Wayne. And 
you know, we've all gotten involved in that this year as we had a general manager change and I hired somebody new for up there due to retirement. And I even got Aaron up there working. He's phenomenal up there, but he's off of that because now we're coming into our busy season. We're, yeah. we're going through, we're in event time. And so I need Aaron to do what, you know, he's hired and trained to do. And that's what he's doing. So Aaron, let's talk just a second about when you started going to the dealership, your first memories of being at a Harley dealership and now working there. Take Just tell us a little bit about yourself and getting yourself involved in the dealership. Yeah, so I've been there since a kid. <clears throat> Earliest memories were like walking around the dealership and just kind of hanging out. Uh, my dad would be in the back working on bikes. Um, I would normally like play darts on one of the walls that they had. Um, first time really working there was during events. Uh, they would have us hustling trash in a golf cart. So you thought you were really cool because you're driving a golf cart around. Uh -huh. But here you are like doing one of the, like a task that's absolutely horrible to do, but it's something that you got to stay up on. Yeah. Um, so it really humbles you at, at the beginning base level of starting at the bottom, working your way up. Um, and then from there it grew. I would go there after school, on the weekends, talk to the staff, just basically all my free time was there. Um, and then it really started when we were go-kart racing, we would go there, we would have a race shop, come back, um, work an event, so we would have to miss a race, stuff like that. Um, and after I went to school for hospitality, tourism management, jumped back in, Todd reached out to me and said, hey, we would love some help with some social media stuff. And from there, it just kind of grew. And then and as, the jobs, yeah, as the jobs kept coming, I kept taking the task and trying to knock them down one at a time. And I know, Todd, you've been a rider for over 40 years, I believe, and we talked yep. before. Aaron, are you a rider? I am. And how I long have you been riding? So I've been riding since probably I've been five. Okay. I was on like a 50 dirt bike, and then from there just went up. Now I own a street glide and commute every day to work unless it's snowing. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk about the Harley 120th that's coming uh, July 13th through the 16th. You know, all of us that are riders know that the rally that we usually have is over Labor Day weekend. Um, the 120th is in July. And I, and I can't remember some of the other specific date events like the 110th or the 100th. Have they always right. been in this time of year? Do they used to be over Labor Day? How, how, why this time of year, if it, you know? It used to be over Labor Day. It would kind of blanket over our what we had, which was the Milwaukee rally, which was something that we were the founder of. Uh, Scott uh, Wayne's son uh, put together that program with at the time the local dealers who were owned by other people. Um, so we ran the Milwaukee Rally because the 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 business was phenomenal, and we were looking for a way to kind of keep that momentum going in the fall. So we ran the Milwaukee Rally over Labor Day, and it worked out pretty good. You know who likes to work Labor Day? Me, I had to. You know, yeah. I would have loved to have been elsewhere, but you know that's. That's what we sign up for. So we, we did it on Labor Day. Well, then um, Harley-Davidson became involved, obviously, every five years. And they want to, to change the date, move the date. So this is they moved the date to July this year, trying to, you know, get in front of Sturgis. Sturgis is an absolutely phenomenal event. If anyone's never been there, you should go there. It's, been there multiple times. Yeah, Loved it. It's a whole different vibe than what, what we have because you have the riding, but you know, they moved the date. And so, you know, obviously we're going to fall in line with that and we're going to run an event on the day. Is it the best time? I honestly, I, I wish I could tell you there's a lot happening in July. You're, you're fighting against, you know, uh, people taking vacations and so forth. 
Um, we're going to try it. We're happy to try it in July. It's just a little bit unique for us. And then, you know, down the road, we, we're not quite sure what we're going to do over Labor Day, if we're going to do anything over Labor Day. Right. Um, How is the 120th going to be different this year than any of the other, the 115th, the 110th? What Talk us through if it's going to be different in any way. What are you excited about? And let's just talk about that. Well, on our side, it's going to be pretty much business as usual. On You know, we're separate dealers. So what we're going to do is we're doing an event up by us. You know, I Thursday is the, like the lead into it. We're going to start something on a Wednesday night. Aaron and I decided, hey, we're setting up, right? You know, we're... we're Let's just say we're open and, you know, there's a ride coming in. I don't know if you, did you ever do one of the rides in? I did. Okay. So um, there's rides coming from all over the U.S. They're coming in on Wednesday, but they really don't have anywhere to go. Uh, so I'm like, well, we're open anyways. Just Come to Suburban. Come to Suburban. You know, we'll have some vendors setting up. We're going to have, you know, possibly some food going on. I can whip a grill out pretty quick. And, you know, Aaron, he's really great at cooking them now that he's worked at Wayne's. But um in all seriousness, you know, why not just be open and let these people come here? Not every, you know, you're going to get riders from all over the U.S. and they're going to want to go somewhere. You're you're on your your week vacation. Let's let's make it happen. So we're going to be open that Wednesday. But you know, what's nothing different for us on the Harley side. A little bit different. They're going to be at Veterans Park. Um, there will be no dealers there. It's going to be Harley's deal at Veterans. They're going to have some bands. They've got Green Day coming in, and they got uh, who else? Help me. Foo Fighters. They have the Foo Foo Fighters. Fighters. There yeah. you go. Um, so they've got them coming in, some other bands coming in, you know, and we have our bands coming in too. We've got, you know, Aaron will go through that, but, you know, so they're going to have their event at Veterans and they're also going to have um, the museum. You know, that's going to be packed. You know, they're, Will that be different down at Veterans Park than it's been at any of the other events, or is it still going to be the same music and Harley Corporate putting on whatever they're going to put on? Yes, it'll be them doing their thing, and that's great. Um, it's a big draw. They're going to bring in the big bands. Um, but as for us, we won't be down there. We've always yeah. been down there at all the others. All the dealers were allowed to bend and have our clothing, our wares, and that was like a big thing for us. We're not going to do it. We're just going to concentrate more on what we're doing up at our store. I read something about the 120th anniversary collection. Can you tell us about what that is? Is that merchandise? Is it bikes? Is it clothing? Tell us about that. So they have two different kinds of clothing and style of bikes this year. The CVO is more of a darker red style with the same stitching the seat as the other ones. The standard models are more of a lighter red. So they piggyback that into their clothing. They've done that with the poker chips, the hats, um, with the red and or black style of the logos. Um, as far as what they've done with that, then they've tried to market it different um, to a different audience and say, hey, you can buy this stuff, but then also have this other option where you're still representing the 120 years of Harley-Davidson. How competitive is it, Todd, to get one of these uh, 120th anniversary collection bikes like the CBO. Usually I know I've purchased the CBO in the right. past and you know you get on the list and they're very difficult. Yeah. It's still the same kind of thing. It's still the same because they are such a limited produced bike and then you know people coming in there's that person that wants to be on the anniversary bike during the anniversary. So we I don't believe I even have one. We sold the last one yesterday to a guy who's been on his original bike for 15 years. He came in yesterday. He saw this. I had a CBO Limited. 
he ended up taking it. And, and I also comped him a couple of parade passes to do it. So he was super stoked. Uh, you fun. know, it's going to be fun for him because he's going to be on that bike yeah. during it. You know? I've been in the parades in the past, and yeah. I can remember that experience. Right. It's, it's fun. It was deadlock for a period mm -hmm. of time. Yeah. But what a great experience to, to be a part of that. Fun. So let's talk about uh, Suburban specifically and what you guys have going on. Uh, over the 13th through the 16th. I think, Aaron, you're probably the one that should mm -hmm. give us just an overview about what you're excited about. I've been at some of your events. Everything you guys do, you do it well. Um, we are proud to be the Suburban Motors official event sponsor, uh, and we'll have a booth there. But let's talk about all the great things you have going yeah. on. So first off, you'll be able to get all your Hupy and Abraham, I'll just say swag there. Um, we're very excited to have the Chromeworks Semi there. Um, Coblin USA, which is a new drag product that will be exclusive to Suburban. Um, exclusive also to Suburban will be Mustang Seats and a couple other vendors. So we're very excited to have those that haven't been on the lot in a long time. Legend Suspension will be out there. They haven't been back to our shop since the last anniversary. Um, as far as bands, Thursday we're kicking it off with Michael Charles, is a blues legend. Um, Friday will be the Cheap Shots. And then Saturday night will be the Knicks band, who was just playing at our party on Main Street. Great band. And then Friday will be rolling it up um, with another great band in classic rock style. So you can come out all weekend, enjoy it, hit the vendors. We'll have great food vendors out there. Um, our merchandise and our shop will be separated. We have a great idea that I'm working with our motor clothes manager to almost set up a museum style um, anniversary sale where you will be able to be the first time in a long time by our 95th, I survived the 95th shirts, um, the 100th shirts, um, some 115th shirts, and that's breaking news, I guess, on this today. That's awesome. That we're gonna try, we're gonna have this set up, and I think we will be the only dealership that has vintage clothing that's like that that you won't be able to find anywhere else. That's great. Yeah. Let's talk about the timing. If someone wants to come, when are you open? When, I assume it'll go and when the bands are done, but if someone wants to come, what time are you guys opening on each of these days so people come out there? Every day is open at 9 a.m. sharp. Okay. All the vendors will be there. The food will be going. Uh, coffee vendors will be open. Um, and then it varies for each day. Thursday is 7 o'clock. Uh, Friday is 11 o'clock. Saturday is 10 o'clock. And Sunday is 6 o'clock. I know when I've been to Sturgis on my bike and I've wanted some of uh, the vendors to do some work on my bike, they actually did the work when I was right there. And with these vendors that you have, will they be able to work on people's bikes when they're at Suburban? Absolutely. We're gonna have, well, Chromeworks is gonna have their full semi there. They're gonna have about three or four lifts ready to put on exhaust, um, handlebars, Cobra exhaust will be there. Legends will have um, their suspension that if we're able to have one of our techs put it on, they'll be able to do it right there in the shop and on the road, you can go with your new system. I mean, how great is that? I was so excited That's when funny. I was at Sturgis and yeah. I put on new windshield, I put on chrome, I did all this crazy stuff right then and there and then was able to just ride my bike all around. For people that may want to do that at Suburban, what's the best way to guarantee yourself that you'll be able to get some of that stuff done at your bike? Is it to schedule appointment before you get, get there? there early. Or is it get just there get there early. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be a lot of influx of people coming. Just get up early and, you know, come on in. And we've got a lot to do while you're waiting also. Yeah, I mean, it's a great dealership. You guys have so much right. to offer. Um, do you think there'll be people from all around the world that will come for an event like this in Milwaukee? There, there always will be. You know, we always have, 
you know, you 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 benchmark it against, I would say, the the hundredth. And if you remember that, that was absolute insanity. And they've all kind of changed and evolved every five years. This will be my fourth one. I, I didn't do the hundredth. I got hired right after that, but they've changed a little bit and not for the bad. It's, you know, people age out, new people come in. You know, it's like I tell my sales staff and my sales manager that just everyone needs to realize that that new person coming in, this is their first time. You know, a guy like my dad or your dad who'd been to a bunch of them, you know, it becomes almost routine routine to them. But yeah. there's that person, it's their first time going yeah. to an event. So when people say, well, it's never going to be like the 100th. Well, you know, unfortunately, half the people that wrote at the 100th are no longer with us, my father included. Um, but those new people that we've sold bikes uh, leading up to it, that's what continually makes it such a fun event is for the new, the, the first timers are so excited. They're, they're flying around Milwaukee. They've come into Milwaukee from, let's just say, Florida, Ohio, wherever, but they've never been here for an anniversary. That's why it's so unique and fun. Yeah. So who are you seeing are are the your new first time bike buyers? I'd love to say it's all, you know, young people like Garen's age, but the first time bike buyers, it's still the beauty of our business. It's still the same in that I'll get a guy who's 50 to 60 years old, who's worked his whole life, who no matter what his profession is, who has now decided or got the green light from either the spouse or you know a parent to go get a bike. And he comes in and gets his first Harley. It's great, I love the young people that do it because it's fun, they're excited, but it's also great to get a, a 50 to 60 year old who's getting his first Harley. I mean, it's just, that's the wonderful part of our about our business. Yeah. Is there anything you're most excited about for, for the upcoming 120th? For me personally, yeah. the food, it's always on the lot I can eat. I mean, you know, I don't have to go anywhere. What about you, bud? I'm excited for our bands. I'm excited for the vendors that are coming out there for the first time. Um, I'm excited to have you guys back on board and being able to help out in our parking lot with the Hupe and Abraham Pucks. Um, I'm ex really excited. One of our motor clothes manager, this is like one of her first ones to work. And the ideas that we've come up with, the tent, the museum style thing, our sales manager has worked really well with laying out the lot to make it strategic, still make the bikes look real great. Um, our staff is veteran staff and we know what to do, but we're still making it new to come out to our shop and explain or to explore yeah. where even if you're a customer, I mean, I know one of our customers, Rocky there at almost every Saturday, we'll come out there and still be amazed on what we have yeah. going on. And it's, it's always fun to be in the thick of it and just dealing with everything that's going on. I think hearing the roaring thunder in Milwaukee coming up July 13th through the right. 16th is really going to be amazing. I want to encourage all our listeners, go to Suburban. It's an amazing dealership. They're going to do a great job taking care of everybody that goes there. I also want to make sure that all of our listeners are watching for motorcycles. We are going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of bikes here. And as a rider myself, I really just want to encourage people to be cautious, be careful. You know, so many people are just so selfish out there on the road. And I can tell you when, you know, speaking for Aaron, Todd, myself, when you're on two wheels, you know, it's a scary process when you see somebody next to you texting and driving. I've seen people reading the paper. Um, you know, let's all be extra special cautious because this is a great thing for Milwaukee 
and their surrounding suburbs that all these motorcyclists are coming here to celebrate Harley Davidson's 120th. But let's all do our part to make sure we're safe. So Todd and Aaron, thank you so much for spending your time here to talk a little bit about this. As Todd knows, before you leave my podcast, you are put in the Hupie hot seat. And today we're going to put Aaron in the Hupie hot seat where we're going to ask you, Aaron, a few (laughs) questions that you're going to have to answer. And since you are uh, the grandson of the owners of Suburban Harley-Davidson, and you've been at this dealership since you were a little boy, I expect you to know some of these answers. I'm just kidding. I don't even know (laughs) half these answers myself. But here, uh, making sure your bike is ready for a road trip is an essential step before you head to Milwaukee for the Harley-Davidson 120th. So today... We're putting Aaron in the Hupie hot seat, focusing on long distance ride safety. So the first question is a true or false, Aaron. You got a 50% chance of getting this right. (laughs) The acronym T-WATCH refers to a motorcycle pre-ride checklist that bikers can use to remember what they need to look over on their bike before their ride. To check what is it? Okay. I'm going to say it's true. Okay. Is that your final answer, Aaron? Aaron's, yeah. For those of you that are listening to the podcast, Aaron's looking around for help. I'm going, like, oh, boy, I was told I, there going, would be no pressures. This is no pressure. This is just fun. I'm cleaning a fit. Yeah. So, hey. so the kid. answer actually, Aaron, is false. So the acronym is really called T-Clock, not T-Watch. And what it stands for is tires, controls, lights, oil, chassis, which are all things you need to remember to check before you ride. T-Watch was just something made up to try to trick Aaron in today's podcast, and we were successful. We got a little trick in there, Aaron. I think I want to take that name for my (laughs) self-proclaimed nickname, T-Watch. T-Watch, there you go. Todd is now T-Watch. Okay, question number two. It is common for riders to experience fatigue while riding a motorcycle long distances due to the heightened mental and physical effort. What is the recommended length of time a motorcyclist should ride before a break? Is it A, 30 minutes, B, 90 minutes, or C, three hours? I'm going to say three hours. It's actually B, 90 minutes. Okay, that was going to be my second Don't choice. Aaron, I didn't know any of these answers either, so don't worry about it. Yeah, Last I question. I never rode with my dad. I was going to say that. Six hours, yeah. that's brutal. I've done that too, and it's... Yeah, we, we've rode all the way back from Sturgis. Yeah. Oh. I can barely remember. On a motorcycle long-distance road trip, it's inevitable you'll have to ride on the highway. When on the highway... What is the recommended lane for motorcyclists to use? Is it A, left lane, B, middle lane, or C, right lane? I'm going with my gut feeling in the lane that I use. It's middle, even though that's not right. Okay, the correct (laughs) answer is supposed to be left lane. And the reason why is the left lane offers good visibility, less merging traffic, and a flexible set of routes in case of an emergency. So, I mean, 
God, I learned so much. <laughs> I, I was going to say. I learned all this stuff, too, when I read the questions right before we answer. So this, there was no pressure. This is just a fun little thing, Aaron, with some facts in advance of the 100 sure, I was worried about breaking the law in the left lane. I'm supposed <laughs> to be in it. Well, I guess as I think about it now, I didn't know that before the question, but maybe it's if you're near the left lane, you're going to be in the middle lane. you got merging traffic yep. from both. Right. And then also, supposedly, there may be an emergency lane to your left. If something happens, it gives you a little free spot to go mm -hmm. on the left. I don't know. You know what I think we do? We have a safety seminar. There you go. And you can bring the Hupi hot yeah. seat questions. There you go. Bring them. All right. Well, guys, thank you so Thanks. much. I want you to have an amazing time over the yeah. 120th. You guys do such a great job. Todd, you will probably be the only guest <laughs> we ever have in the Tell Them You Mean Bip, uh, Business Podcast twice. So I want to say thank you so much. You are definitely worthy of a second visit. And I want you guys to have a really great summer and a safe riding season. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my goal is to be three-time. <laughs> <laughs> Take Come care, guys. Case result reading. A careless truck driver rear-ended our client. Our client suffered numerous injuries, including neck pain, headaches, and cervical injuries. Our client also lost significant wages as a result of this collision and the treatment for his injuries. Through extensive mediation, attorney Hannah Dockendorf presented claims seeking compensation for our client's injuries, wage loss, and future medical treatment. The result was a settlement with the truck driver and their insurance company totaling $250,000. To view more cases like this, visit hupi.com under the results section. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. If you want more information about the topics covered on this podcast, visit hupi.com or email info at hupi.com. Do you know that Tell Them You Mean Business podcast is on TikTok and YouTube? Just search Hupi and Abraham and subscribe to catch all the best clips this season. And as always, if you're injured in an accident, be sure to call Hupi and Abraham at 800-800-5678 to tell them you mean business.